Well, good morning, family. Such an honor and privilege to be here with you guys and really just excited to be in my home turf. This is home away from home. I call Belfast home now, but I've got so many fond, fond memories of just cycling around of my BMX here around the Helderberg region, getting up to mischief many, many years ago. Um, but it's a delight to be here. I send you, bring you greetings from Northern Ireland, uh, especially from the O'Neill family. And, uh, and I just want to say thank you guys for sending your best. What a tremendous blessing and asset they are to us as a church family. And uh, so they send you greetings. They don't desire to be here in the sun. If you know some of them, they just don't like the sun at all. So they're feeling right at home in the northern Irish weather and then the cooler. So um, it is just amazing to be here. And I'm just delighted this morning just to share a few things that God has put in my heart uh, for you this morning. What a season it's been, and, uh, and I just know that God is doing some amazing things. I'll just be sharing uh, a little bit of an update of what God is doing in, in Belfast, and, uh, but we also want to thank you for your partnership. As Pierre said, there's a, there's a special tie between our two congregations, and I just love what God is doing in our Every Nation family, uh, as He's called us from from different parts of the world, and especially your partnership from here means so much to us. Uh, and, uh, but God is doing great things in, in, in Ireland, and uh, we are just uh, got such an expectation for this year. You know, even in the midst of what, what's been happening in the season, God has been speaking to us about raising our expectation. He's been speaking to us about, he said, do not focus on the obstacles, but be focusing on the opportunities that we see in the midst, uh, in, in the season. And, and, and I believe that the Father is just pursuing people. People are, it is drawing people to himself and is revealing himself to them. And this is what the Abide series is all about. You know, it, it's amazing that, that God loves us so much that he decided to put us in Christ. And when he looks at us, he sees the Christ in us, the hope of glory. How many of you are ready to, you know, for hope to arise? God wants to rekindle hope again. You know, we are in, uh, you know, if I think about the season that we're in, you know, I just think about wilderness, wilderness season. And it, it, the wilderness, the desert, it's a dry place. Uh, you know, we, we, in the wilderness, you know where you come from. Like the Israelites, they knew where they came from. But in the wilderness, you don't really know where you're going. How many of you do not really know where you're going? It's okay. Because there's help. God meets us in, in that place. So, um, you know, it, it's been incredible just uh, uh, what God's been doing with some individuals. As you, some of you know, we have our Every Nation Global Cafe uh, we have the opportunity to connect with people from all around the world, especially refugees that have come from, from uh, modern-day Egypt, Iran, different places, would mean a narrow place, and, and they have just found family. And that's what God says, you know, we, He puts the solitary into families, and we've seen people find family, many Muslims, and, and Danica is uh, our director, our missions director there, she's doing an amazing job there in just reaching out to these needy, uh, desperate, thirsty uh, individuals. And I'm going to share a few testimonies as well of, of what God's been doing, but I just want to pray before I start, Father, we thank you that we can be together. 
Thank you, Lord, that we are truly family. Father, your word says where two or more gathered in your name, there you are. And I thank you for your presence. Thank you for what you want to release over this congregation, Father. I thank you that you are the great way maker, Father. Thank you, Father, for the way you're pursuing us. Thank you for what's on your heart for us this morning. Will you stir our hearts again? Will you rekindle hope, O oh God? Will you, Father, speak to us prophetically, Father God? In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Friends, I just love how we become the recipients and the beneficiaries when we abide with Christ, when we connect it with Him. And this is what I love about this series. When Jesus speaks in John 15, He says, I'm the vine. You know, He said, I, I'm your source. I'm the life-giving source. And when you are connected, when you abide in me, it means the word abide means to remain in. If you remain in me, you will become the, the recipient and the beneficiary of the blessings and the life of Jesus. That's what he wants. He wants us to, to, to know him. This is what the book of John is about. When John wrote this book, it's like, this is who Jesus is. Our church, I want you to be in love with this Jesus. I want you to get understanding of, of his nature. How many of you want to have understanding of his nature and who he is and his essence? This is, this is his nature. And, and, and I just know that um, in, in this season, God wants us to be the fruit-bearing part of the vine. As we are connected with him, he wants us, our lives to be fruitful. He's putting our lives on display. He wants us to, to carry that fruit because the world needs it right now. The world needs a church that is alive, that are really living out from, from out of the overflow as we abide with Him. And so I want to share this is the word this morning, the word protects and preserves. If I would go around this room and I would ask individuals how God has protected you and preserved you in this season, we'll get some amazing, amazing testimonies, you know, of God's goodness, that He's a good Father. And uh, I, I want to read here from uh, the word this morning from John 17, 12 to 15. These are the words of Jesus. It says here, while I was, I was with them, I protected them and kept them safe by the name you gave me. None has been lost except the one doomed to destruction so that the scripture would be fulfilled. It says, I'm coming to you now, but I say these things while I'm still in the world so that they may have the full measure of my joy with them. Verse 14, I have given them your word, and the word has hated them, for they are not of the world anymore, that I am the world. I, I, and it says here, verse 15, my prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. You know, it's in God's nature to protect, to preserve. You know, he, that, that's what God loves. And, and, you know, I was just flying down from Istanbul a couple of days ago, and we knew our route. You know, every time I've done this route a few times, and, and uh, I, I know that as, as we fly uh, over the Sahara Desert, there's a bit of turbulence, and you feel that turbulence. And I had my little daughter next to me, and, you know, she was strapped in. And even as we went through this turbulence, you know, and I looked at her, you know, she was so secure. She was oblivious of what was happening in that moment. 
You know, we look at our lives. You know, I know where I was going. I was, I was going to Cape Town. Man, we were so excited. Uh, but I believe to get to, we need to go through. We, we go through seasons, right? We go through times where it's, there's turbulence. But I love, even in the going through, the Father protects and, you know, I was just there making sure she was strapped in. We obviously got the instruction from the captain. And the captain said, make sure you guys are seated. You're buckled up. And uh, so buckle up this morning. Um, this is the creator of all things, desires to protect and preserve us. Preserve us. You know, in this season, friends, in, in this wilderness season, and I've got a picture there of... of, of this wilderness, this desert, and you look at that place, it's desolate. It's, uh, you know, if you're going through a, de- a wilderness or desert, there's, there's isolation. And, and in, in that place, you know, you are hot and bothered. Um, any, anybody hot and bothered? How many of you know some friends, some neighbors that are hot and bothered? Some family members, I can name a few. But uh, it, it, it is, it is a, a place where you easily get irritated, frustrated, weariness. And as I was praying for you guys as a church, I felt this is what God has been prompting and put on my heart, you know, that some of you are weary. There's a weariness. And some of you have lowered your expectation because you're going through this wilderness season. You're like, oh my gosh, here we go again. But there's some amazing things I want to share with you that really takes place in the wilderness season of our lives. I believe in the going through, there's a lot of shaping. There's some maturity. God matures us. There's a lot of shaping going on. And here's a promise for you this morning. It says here in Isaiah 43, it says, see, I'm doing a new thing. And you're like, oh my goodness, I've heard that before. That sounds like a Christian cliche. But this is the truth. This is God's word for you. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? It says, yeah, I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. The wild animals honor me, the jackals and the owls, because I provide water. Everybody say amen for water. In the wilderness and streams in the wasteland to give drink to my people, my chosen. Do you know that you're chosen? In this, you know, season, you, you're not, God is, has not forgotten about you. He's so mindful of what you're going through right now in this season. And this is what he says. He makes a way. He provides. This is the nature of the Father. As he pursues us, he's presenting us with nourishment, with his word. We're walking with him through this time. And I just pray, friends, as you go from this place today, that you have such an awareness of God's presence. It's Emmanuel, God with us. And God, I believe, is calling out in this season, in this wilderness, He's calling us out of the wilderness of wonder. He's calling us out of the wilderness of wonder and isolation, because it's been a time of isolation. And calling us to walk in new ways with a renewed purpose. Yes? He's calling you out of the, the, the wilderness of wonder. You know, we can wandering around, you know, aimlessly. You know, where am I going to? And then he's calling us out of that place. And he's, and he's, he's, he's giving us a new way to walk in. And with a renewed purpose. That is my prayer. That God will rekindle new hope. And that you will walk in, new, in a new purpose this year.
that you will not lower your expectation, but you will raise your expectation and say, we are serving a mighty God, that He has great plans for me in this year. Because some of you have been disappointed. You started last year and it's like, man, this is going to be an amazing year. And then you're like halfway through, this year sucks. It sucks. And so this morning, I want to share a little bit about my journey. I had a wilderness season, um, and it comes and it goes. You're like, you're going to be going back in the wilderness. So you're like, oh, I don't want to go there. But 23 years ago, I left this beautiful shores, the beautiful surroundings of the Helderberg. I'm a Somerset West boy. I was born here and uh, love this place. And then God, um, well, God, and I, I, just des- I just had this desire. You know, I want to go to the nations from a young age. And, and I left uh, Cape Town and I, I was traveling through, through Europe and lived in London for a while. And uh, I was on a one-year working holiday visa. And, uh, and I remember as I was traveling, I ran out a bit of money and, you know, a bit of desperation uh, at the time. And, you know, I don't know if some of you have been in London. And uh, if you go to the train station, you, call, you get the loot magazine. It's free. Okay? So I grab a loot magazine and I'm like, hey, there's a grass cutter's position in a park. I'm like, hey, man, I'm a burki. I can do this. You know? I'm going to. So I went to this job uh, uh, that Monday morning when I arrived there, I was kind of tricked into this position, right? Because the guy was desperate. I was desperate, but he didn't tell me where I was actually working. I just thought, this is a park. I said, I thought myself, I've cut my dad's grass twice or a couple of times during the year. (laughs) And then he said, there's a lawn mower. I said, okay, there's a park. Start cutting grass. But when I arrived there, friends, I arrived to a cemetery, not a seminary, a cemetery. And so, anyway, I was working there for a week. I said, Lord, this is a pretty dead place. <laughs> now, I was not walking with God. It's important. I was not really walking with God at that moment. But I was, uh, there was a guy working with me. He was the caretaker of the cemetery. And he said, hey, dude, I've been here for many, many years. Uh, but I'm going to retire. But guess what? I think they're going to make you the caretaker of the cemetery. I said, are you kidding me? He said, yes, I think they're going to ask you. He said, you want to bet on that? And I'll tell you, true as Bob, the guy came to me. He said, you are the caretaker of the cemetery. Your responsibility is now started with, yeah, with authority comes responsibility. So it started to, but anyway, I got the keys and, and you know, one of my job, my duties was to do some of, some of the burials. So I buried nine people. Okay, but I told my dad, I said, dad, you'll be so proud of your son. You're so proud of your son. Uh, I've I've become a caretaker of a cemetery, and there's about 10,000 people under me. (laughs) How your youth and enthusiasm gets you in these situations. But it was at that time when I was spending time in that cemetery, a pretty dead, depressing place. You know, my foundations were not strong at all. I knew of God. I didn't know God. But it was in that place. I remember this day so well. I was busy burying this guy. And uh, that, that was my number nine. And, and as I was standing next to this grave, I heard a voice said to me, where are you heading to? And I'm like, oh my goodness. This, and I looked at the guy and I said, this guy must be dead. Where's this voice coming f- from? And I closed that hole in a record time. And I'm like, I'm out of here. 
You know, I went to Tesco. Some of you have been there, and I was walking on my way to Tesco, and there was a guy next to the road. He was talking about heaven and hell, and, you know, and, and he looked at me, and it was the audience of one. It was just me there, and um, he said to me, where are you heading to? I'm like, are you kidding me, buddy? And I just started walking away. And, and, and that Friday night, I was on my way to the walkabout. If some of you have been in London, you know what I'm talking about. It's a pub, okay? A lot of thirsty people go there. And, and so as I got onto this bus, and before I sat down, there was a little card on my seat, and it said, where are you heading to? Jesus is the truth, the way, and the life. And that moment, I knew God was pursuing me. The Father was pursuing me. And that moment, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to go to the Watergat. I'm not going to go to the pub. I'm going to go in a different direction. I went to Covent Garden. And as I walked up the stairs, and friends, you need to know at this time, I, I was, you know, I had suicidal tendencies. I, I, I had depression. I couldn't sleep for, for days, for months. And as I walked up the stairs, I saw African choir singing Amazing Grace. At that moment, I encountered the saving grace of Jesus. That moment, I said, Lord, I want, I, I, I give up. <laughs> this is so obvious that you are pursuing me three times in one week. And that's the moment I've made a decision. I got on a plane. Guess where did I come to? Somerset West. I came here, spent a season here just to abide in the word, being, getting people around me to equip me. You know, I wanted to be established in God's word and I wanted to be ready for whatever life might throw at me. And so there was a special time. And, and friends, I know, if you think about the wilderness, you know, the, the, the Hebrew word for wilderness is midbar, midbar. And that means place of conversation. Now I had, I was in a place of conversation, a desperate cry. Friends, I believe some of you here this morning, you are finding yourself in midbar, in a place of conversation. How many of you have had desperate conversations with God? Lord, help me. That was me. I was in a place where I was stuck. And, um, and I'm just thinking of, of, of the life of Moses. You know, as I was thinking about the wilderness, I think about Moses, where God used Moses, brought him out of Egypt. Now, the word Egypt means narrow place. A narrow place, place of confinement. We know as a place of slavery. That's where the Israelites were captive for 430 years. And God brought them out of that place. And, and, and God go, gave Moses a, a, a word. And I'm going to read here. It says here in Exodus 14 verse 13. It says, Moses answered the people, do not be afraid. Stand firm. Now, you're going to picture this. They're standing at the foot of the Red Sea. They're ready to cross over the Red Sea. And it says here, Moses answered the people, do not be afraid. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. Raise your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea to divide the water so that the Israelites can go through the sea on dry ground. Isn't this God mindful, so mindful of his people? He wants to preserve him, them. And, and, and I believe, friends, it, it's, it's this moment they, they're going to cross over. You know, when they crossed over, they became Hebrews. That's what the word Hebrews mean, crossed over. 
It's, and and, and it, it's going through the seasons of our lives that God reveals the true nature of who he is. And we see this in, in, in the life of Moses. It's interesting, Moses, his name means drawn from the water. If you can think about when Moses was drawn from the water, and this is every time is when God speaks to Moses, he said, drawn from the water, come here. His name has got meaning. And, and so you see this God saying, do not be afraid, okay? And this is to, to Moses, and this is what Moses is speaking to his people as they go into the wilderness. And, and then in verse 15, it says, yeah, then the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Can you see this sudden uh, God realizes that, there's a, that Moses is questioning himself. Because we know the history of Moses and what happened in Egypt. There's, uh, Moses had a lot of insecurity. He struggled a lot. He went into isolation. And, but now God is calling him out of isolation. said, I'm renewing this purpose. This is what I want to do. But he's reminding him here. It says, then the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites to move on. So friends, as we go through, sometimes we get stuck in the wilderness because out of fear, but God is just assuring us. He said, I'm going with you. In fact, he's saying, I've gone ahead of you on this journey. And he's saying, Moses, in that moment, why are you crying? He said, Moses, can't you remember what I did for you? When you were a baby, I pulled you out of the Nile, drawn from the water, and so we see as, as he was going through, friends, this wilderness, there's, then he came to um, the mountain of the Lord. And he needed that time, a mountain time. And God said, Moses, I just want to, and he called him up, and he wanted to, to remind him, this is what I've called you to do. And this is what I believe God wants to do in our lives. He wants to remind us, as he calls us up to the mountains you know, as you look around this beautiful region, you know, maybe have some mountain time. Maybe it's not always just getting on top of Helderberg, although I loved to do, I loved to, as a kid, I used to go up there and spend time there. But it is at that place where he gives you a new perspective. He gives you an upgraded vision of this is where I'm heading, this is where I'm leading you to. And friends, he's doing it with so many people. We see this in, in Belfast where we've seen people come in. You know, I've got a photo of a, a Muslim guy called Yasser. And uh, he comes from Iran. And uh, just amazing how God spoke to him on his journey. Now, if you know a bit about Iran, it is a desolate. It's a place of slavery. It's a modern-day Egypt. And so he had a... Because he was having... A, underground church, meeting in life group, and a life group there, you know, hiding from the, the governmental officials, their lives are in danger. But you know what? This friend of mine got through. God made a way through for him. He parted the seas through the immigration. He managed to make it to our global cafe. And he was received with open arms from, from our church congregation, from Danica. And the way she was serving them, and, and they saw the love of God in, in, in our church. And he, he said this. He said um, his wife got ill, and he, he gave his testimony the other day in our church. He said, my, my wife was diagnosed with, with sickness, the sick illness, and the doctors couldn't find a cure. But I remembered that I, I, I need to call on Jesus. 
That's what he could remember. Call on the name of Jesus. That means, Jesus means Savior. And he called on the name of Jesus. And then he went to sleep. And then he had a dream. And he explained it. He said, while he was sleeping, he saw this man appear. A vivid dream of a man that appeared to him. And told him that his, his wife is going to be healed. Friends, it was days later that God healed his wife. That's the power of the spoken word. And, and, and there was a moment where he was just abiding. He said, okay, I'm going to pray. And I'm going to call on God's name. And then God made a way for him. And it's just amazing. We just baptized him two Sundays ago with another former Muslim lady. That is our translator. And a former Islam, uh, uh, sorry, a Hindu. And it was just incredible how God is pursuing these people. And revealing to them in the wilderness season of their life who he is. In this time, and it's just uh, such a joy for us to be part of that. But, friends, in the going through, there's alignment taking place. God is shaping us. You know, I love as Moses went up the mountain, and that's where he got the Torah. The Torah means the way. God said, This is the way. Because he's like, Man, I'm going close. You know, and, and we, they had to follow the cloud, and there was a pillar during the night and, and a cloud during the day, and they were just they were staying out of, under that place. But in that moment, God gave them the Ten Commandments as well. That was the direction. This he said, if you live according to this, it was a safety, a framework that he gave them at the time. Because God wanted to protect them. And I always say, if, think about the, 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 the law, the Ten Commandments. It is, uh, you know, as, as our little boy Joshua grew up, and he's now five, but, but when he was about two, he was uh, all around the place. So daddy and mommy decide, let's invest in a little playpen. And we put a little playpen in there while we were working. Because if the playpen wasn't there, he had his fingers and everything. And he was climbing up stuff. And, and so we decided to get that little playpen around him simply because we want to protect him. We want to preserve. We want to make sure that he doesn't hurt himself. Okay, it's not to keep him in isolation or lock him up. There's just wisdom in that. Parents, you can relate to that. And, but that's what God does. That's why the law was given, for our safety. It was for our benefit. He said, this is why I want you to abide. This is why I want you to take hold of these commandments. In fact, if we go to Israel, I do a lot of study tours. If you're interested in that going forward, let us know. I love going there. And, and studying the culture and getting understanding of, of, of the context there. And even if you read scripture from a Hebraic perspective. But the, 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 um, a lot of the Orthodox Jews, they, they would tie the Torah right on the forehead. And that was the way. I mean, I'm not saying go and tie it up, okay? That looks ridiculous. But, um, but it's a reminder. This is the way. This is what I want you to walk in. And that's a form of abiding, obviously in the religious way, okay? God wants to remove that religion maybe from our foreheads, but it's, it's, he's just wanting to give you that assurance as you go through. I want to know who you are and whose you are. I want to remind you it's about your identity. This is what I have given you and instructed you. And some of you need to revisit that. We can so easily deviate from God's blueprint, but I love what he's doing right now. And even in the life of my friend Yasser, he is calling out of him, like in Moses, is calling out of him the blueprint of his design and his purpose in his life. This is what God wants to do. 
As we abide in Him, He, he reveals to us His blueprint. And as we look into His Word, it's like we heard about the Word is like a mirror. It's the manufacturer's manual. If you want to know the manufacturer, then get into the manual. And it reveals to you so much about who God is, His nature, His goodness. And um, so the mountain time is, is so, so important in this season. And I even believe some of you here this morning, you've received the promise from God. But I believe that the enemy is trying to undermine the promise of the word in your life. Is trying to undermine the promise and your purpose through words, people's opinions. If you think about they were walking through the wilderness, there's a few hot and bothered people in that wilderness. And they had a lot of things, a lot of opinions like, why don't we rather go back? At least we had water and we had this and that back in Egypt. And maybe you have those type of people in your life. They know better or, you know, it, 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 but this is so important that we hear the shepherd's voice. It is so important that, that Moses had to stay in line, that spending time with, that God, with God on that mountain, aligning himself again with his plans and his purposes. Because that's what's happened. That, that's what happens when we spend time in God's presence, that he aligns us. Friends, we need to look at again, at John 10, 27, and, and this is what it says. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I pray that you will hear the, the, the shepherd's voice. The shepherd's voice. And this is just um, so important this time, knowing his voice among all the voices. How many of you know there's a lot of voices in the world right now? On social media, you see it on, well, for us, BBC. I'm like, I'm, I'm switching this off. <laughs> Uh, you know, and, 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 and we, we're looking into what, what is God saying? Lord, what are you saying? We want to discern the voice among the voices. It's the shepherd's voice that is going to enable you to get through the darkest valleys of our lives. You know, we spend a bit of time with, uh, with uh, some um, Catholics in our city and just building relationship. And we've got a life group. And I mean, this lady, she's been going for church to church for uh, many years to this Catholic congregation, and she's just mentioned this, and I just had a little study there with them, and, um, and she just mentioned, she goes to church, she said church is like a telephone, when I go there, I talk to God, and then I go back, and then I can't wait for Sunday, I'm like saying, you're missing the point, love, <laughs> you know, when you get understanding of, of the Holy Spirit, He's like a modem, you know, it's, it's free Wi-Fi, you know, you can go in any valley. You know, you always have a connection. And guess what? It's free. You don't have to earn it and work for it. And this is what religion does. You've got to constantly work and work. And, 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 but now she said, you know, she just got this revelation. The penny drops. She said, wherever I go, the Holy Spirit goes with me. And I have direct access to the Father. I don't have to go to, through a mediator on the earth to, to connect with my God. I can know my shepherd. It's been amazing how they've grown in the understanding of who God is and, and how God is now speaking through them. And they've just been, uh, you know, I, I would start the meeting. I'm saying and there's two nuns, right? Two Catholic nuns that come to these meetings. And, and I would say to them, what is God saying to us today? It's like they could read my notes. They can read my mail. And that's what God does. 
And, uh, and I just pray, friends, that you'll be just tuned in. Tuned in with Heaven FM in this season. And, and I feel like God is also saying to some of you this morning, do not willfully remain in the wilderness of wonder. Do not willfully remain in the wilderness of wonder and of isolation. You need family. You need church. Your family, your kids need it um, for you to, to be part of, of God's family. You know, we can do it the Frank Sinatra way. I do it my way. And, and this is where we can come to a church family with people. Surround yourself with people, with builders, then people that, that can build you up in this season. I would say you get two types of people, three types. You get builders, breakers, and boring. Don't be boring. Don't surround yourself with boring people, but surround yourself with builders, people that will build you up in your faith. I want to end with this. Isaiah 58 verse 11. Uh, from the NIV, which I call the Northern Irish Version. The Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land. And He will strengthen your frame. You will be like a well-watered garden. Like a spring whose water never fail. There's a promise for you. This is for your church. Isaiah 58 verse 11. Friends, I believe as you abide in God and in His Word and His presence that He will guide you always. That's a promise right there. He will satisfy your needs in a what? In a sun-scorched land. If I look around me, this is a sun-scorched land. He's speaking to you this morning and He will strengthen your frame. How many of you need to be strengthened? You know, in that place, in the wilderness, you feel weak, you feel weary. You're overloaded with things, cares, anxieties, um, things that's trying to overwhelm you. Some of you are overwhelmed, even at the beginning of this year. You're like, oh God, there's another 11 months ahead of me. I just want to get through this year. But I also want to say to you, be focused in this season, in this wilderness, in this going through. You're going to experience some amazing elims. If you read in Scripture... God brought them into Elam. It's an oasis. And there's some amazing things that He wants you to receive. And because He wants you to become the beneficiary, the recipient of His blessing and His provision. So just in summary, God's desire is to protect you, preserve you. He's calling you out of the wilderness of wonder and isolation. As He draws you out of the... Um, as he calls you out of the, he draws out of you the blueprint of his design. That's what he wants to reveal to you. What he's put, put inside of you. Like he called Moses. He said, Moses, I'm drawing out of you. This is who you are. Do not allow your past to influence your present and your future. I want you to move on. And that was the instruction he gave to the Israelites. He said, move on. I feel God is saying to you, church, it's time to move on. Do not be stuck in the past. He said, forget the former things. Do not stay at the foot of the Red Sea. It's ready. It's time to cross over. It's time to cross over into the things that He has for you. Embrace it. And even in the going through, there will be shaking. There will be turbulence. But in the shaking, He's going to reveal Himself to you.
It's going to reveal His nature. It's going to reveal His goodness. And He's saying, I'm here. I'm going to protect you. I'm your shepherd. And the shepherd's saying, I've gone ahead of you this year. I've gone way ahead of you. And I've made a way for you. And He wants you to have that assurance. Father, I thank You for Your Word this morning. Father, I thank You that You are calling people out of the wilderness of wonder and isolation and that You're bringing them into a new place. Father, Your desire is for us to walk in new ways. Father, we don't want to walk the same way that we've walked in the previous year, God. We ask, Lord, that this year will be an adventurous year. Lord, that this year will be filled with moments of awe and wonder. That this year will, Father, Father, we thank you that people will be surprised. And Father, as we connect with you and abide in you, Father, we pray for fruit to manifest in lives in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, and even people that are experiencing, Father, just challenges, financial challenges. And Father, in thinking how they're going to get through, Lord, may they be reminded of this scripture of how you made a way for the Israelites to get through. In Jesus' name. Father, I just pray for a peace upon them. Lord, may they uh, not over, also just experience your protection and how you preserve them, but I also pray for peace in this time. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. And all God's people say, Amen.